You're listening to the Fubba Lead Podcast. With Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. All right, welcome to the lead, everybody. Uh, second week in a row, we've done a uh, Skype version. We're, we're on YouTube now. So before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and say to follow us on our socials um, at, so, at Fellow Lead on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, um, go over to the right corner, hit the subscribe button. We're trying to get our YouTube numbers up. Um, I'm Connor Bunn. Alongside me, as always, is Timothy Martin. Timothy, how are you doing hanging in there? I'm doing good. <laughs> Did uh when we've got a guest obviously that you can see? Did you just hit the subscribe button while Connor was talking? Have you already subscribed? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Care that. that doesn't sound. That sounds like bullshit to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, given a little context on our guest today, he is a master wordsmith, a proud owner of a pig. Uh, he's a Waffle House addict and founder of Tom Fullery or Travis Brown's Tom Fullery's iRacing series. It's Travis Brown. Travis, welcome into the show. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, good. Uh, so I guess. Start off, just talk about the Tom Foolery series and what you guys got going on and why you decided to come up with that. Uh, so it's actually, it dates back about a year now. Um, we were doing some iRacing, me, I uh, say we, me and Cozy, uh, Winval, as a lot of you know him. Uh, we were doing some iRacing and just places were taking it way too serious. And we had some falling outs with some, uh, with some folks. And uh, basically it led to me making a parody we were in a league called Blazing Pedals. We all got kicked out of it. So I made a league called Fiery Steering Wheels. Um, and basically in the span of 12 hours, I organized the league and taught myself how to do a broadcast. And I mean, it looked like shit. And we ran like 13 laps of a race. But uh, we did that. And then that fell through. And I, uh, I did Championship Underfunded National Touring Cup was the next one. And uh, you can figure out the acronym for yourself. Um, and then that kind of fell through after a disastrous race. And then... Uh, about late mid to late January, I was like, I want to do it again. I want to kind of ramp it up and take it to the next level. So I made uh, Travis's iRacing Tomfoolery series, uh, or as everybody likes to call it. And um, we just decided, um, I say we, uh, I, and then just basically all my friends, we decided we wanted to make a place that was kind of like the XFL of iRacing. Um, and we made it longer than the XFL, which is pretty cool. Um, but just basically make the racing centered around the viewers uh, just as much as it is the drivers and create a fully interactive league. And uh, it's something that's kind of been done before. There was a guy back in the day named Nordgar who did a similar concept, but his never really gained the traction because iRacing wasn't what it is now back then. Um, with this and having Cozy kind of come in and be a part of it too, it's brought a whole new set of eyes to us and we've uh we've been able to do some pretty cool stuff and it's honestly it's got way bigger than i ever thought it would like a couple of weeks ago we had like 200 people watching and i mean a year ago i'd have been thrilled to have 10 so uh just having people constantly you know tweeting about it and in the discord and in the chat and all that caring about it, it's been pretty cool talk about um moon vision court the first time i heard that i was <laughs> rolling on the floor <laughs> Yeah, so basically, the big thing with iRacing broadcasts, when a, when an outside broadcaster comes in to do a league, they don't want to create any drama, because if they create drama, they're not going to get paid to come back. Um, but for me, I like to look at, at tits, the league. I like to look at tits, the league, from all sorts of different angles. Um, and 
So there's there's the league owner in me that wants it to be a clean, enjoyable league for the drivers, but then there's also the promoter in me that wants it to be exciting for the viewers. So I'm like, if somebody f- up on the track or pisses somebody off, what's a better way? I can lay into them and embarrass them on the broadcast and keep the viewers and entertain. So I was like, well, hell, I'll just put some court music on and I'll cuss them up and down. And if they wreck somebody, I'll bring the guy they wrecked in there and let them cuss at each other and then the chat decides if they're guilty or not guilty <laughs> so <laughs> moon vision court and uh actually timothy doesn't know this but i got this i kind of stole a page out of your book while watching cozy stream one day uh timothy and i race heat four against each other all the time and uh when he has the tendency to mess up and it gets real silent and i'll go uh, Timothy Martin, Larry Mack. So you the, stole that. The, you didn't come up with that. You stole that idea. I stole that idea <laughs> uh, from Travis because I heard him say it on uh, wow. Cozy Stream one day. Some of the funnier things I've heard on iRacing has come from you. Uh, <laughs> I think um, I think I was watching a montage video today and it was like Super Speedway Racing and you had said uh, <laughs> or. Uh, <laughs> Where does this wordplay come in, and do you ever get backlash from people who are watching the stream of the stuff you say? Um, well, where it comes from is mostly just living in the South. You hear a lot of uh, a lot of crazy things said. Um, my grandfather has a way with words. Um, not that he's necessarily good with words, but he he'll he'll get your attention with words. And just growing up around him. I was able to pick up on things and then just, I don't know, just create. My biggest thing is anything I do, whether it's a video, a podcast, or a a live stream, it's never scripted with me. So whatever I think comes out. So sometimes it's really offensive and stupid or it's, you know, really smart. But either way, uh, it just kind of comes out. And then the backlash, I've never really gotten any major backlash every once in a while i'll have somebody like hit me up or comment saying that they wish their kids could watch with them and um why not i'm kind of yeah that's kind of i'm like why the i mean he's gonna hear it anyway but then you know i get it you know you don't want your kids hearing all sorts of stuff and i'm kind of torn on that because i i uh i don't want to be something people don't want their kids watching because that's a lot of the market out there on the youtube but uh at the same time I mean, my league runs at 10 o'clock on a Sunday or Monday night, so maybe your kids should be in bed. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I'm just going to be me. I try to be me. I try to be genuine. I'm not killing anybody. I'm not uh, not saying anything too terrible. So uh, I think I've, I've been okay in regards to getting too much backlash. Now, we often watch Cozy's stream. Uh, I've always watched Cozy's, like, stream of, um, his eye races and and stuff and you know every once in a while you hear on the uh and it may not be in the tits league it's usually uh or maybe it is sometimes it's on friday nights um there's this guy in y'all's league oh who, god uh i forget his name but Erko. who's that Erko. I don't know, but one time y'all were racing Daytona, and he was like, uh, he was like, "Come on, everybody, get up against that wall." He's oh like, yeah, that's Chaburco, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he'll get up against the wall. He's like, if you go, everybody goes low, gets wrecked, and yeah, Chaburco's crazy. <laughs> yeah, talk He's- about the talk about the different personalities in that division because you got Cozy, who's pretty laid back and and stuff, and kind of just like chills. And then you know, there's you were in it, and uh, you're funny yourself. And then there's guys like him who I, I'm not really 
you know, familiar with, but, you know, when they come over the Discord and, and say something funny, I mean, it's it's hilarious to me. And it seems like you guys have a lot of personality and uh, in the league. Yeah, so on Friday nights, that's Rod Carr. That's Rod Flag, who uh, he actually runs in some of the tips races. Um, he's had that league for damn near 10 years. So there's a lot of personalities who have spent a lot of Friday nights. And there's a lot of beer consumed in that league, too. Um, so Chiburco... I don't. Chiburco's just wired different. He uh, he says a lot of stuff I don't agree with, but uh, <laughs> he he's crazy. And then you got uh, there's Mark Jorgensen in that league who who's crazy. Um, man, it's hard to think right off the bat. I mean, Rod's crazy too because Rod doesn't drink through the week, and then on Friday nights he likes to drink. Uh, so he'll get a little crazy in there. But then in, in tits. Um, we have a ton of characters. We have Joseph Garinge, who is a full-blown furry and all of his cars proudly display it and then we got harry tiller who's usually in the calls on friday nights with cozy he's uh just british so he's fun to listen to uh we got ashton schleiss who helps me actually run the league but he the stuff he says i don't know the way you described me about the stuff i say he says stuff that i'm like dude that's crazy and he's from wisconsin so i don't know where it came from with him um but yeah, I mean, iRacing, man, it's for everybody. There's people on there that don't even watch racing, so you're going to get a lot of lot of crazy folks on there. How many wins do you have to your name in your own league and Rodcar? Uh, Rodcar, I have three wins, and then in tits, I've actually never made a start, so I, I've never won a tits race. Oh, so you don't e- so you don't occasionally race in tits? No, the only races we do in tits are are live streamed. So that's the thing, like people come bitching to me about something being formatted for the viewers. I'm like, look, if I'm <laughs> if we're not doing this for the viewers, this ain't going to exist because I could be racing right now. And uh, so I, I don't really ever see myself winning a tits race. What's your favorite track to race on and uh, on iRacing? We see you guys do a lot of super speedway racing, but aside from the super speedway tracks, what is the most fun track um, in, in iRacing? Uh, probably Phoenix for me. I just love Phoenix. I don't know why, but I've always clicked well there. I can usually run with the pretty fast guys at Phoenix for whatever reason. Uh, Richmond's on up there as well. I tried qualifying for the Vargas thing uh, last week or two weeks ago now. So I'm a little sick of Richmond because I turned upwards of 500 laps trying to practice for that. But uh, What yeah. about your uh, friendship with Cozy? Talk about that. How that's how that form? So that's crazy. We've actually been wanting to make a, a video or a podcast or something going into that. But... Uh, Back in 2013, we met on iRacing, and this was before he was really doing a whole YouTube thing. I mean, he had he made YouTube diecast reviews there. then. Like, yeah, this was even before the diecast reviews. Like, he had just started really wanting to do YouTube. And uh, we raced together, and I didn't like him. I really didn't like him because he was kind of a shithead, and I was a 13 year old shithead. And uh, then we just threw his friend Spencer Preet. We started talking in uh, TeamSpeak and Skype, and then really ever since then, we've been pretty much best friends. Nice, nice. Yeah, the, the first time I really discovered you was at Martinsville this this past um, fall. We actually ran into Cozy because we sat in the same section as you guys. Yeah. And we saw Cozy walking up, and I asked, I said, where's Travis at? And he said he's <laughs> down at the hot dog stand, which brings up my next question. Did you accomplish your feat of eating 100 dogs Martinsville weekend? No, not even close. Uh, really? Yeah, I got to 47 on the weekend. Oh, that's pretty close. I would say that, yeah. that's an honorable amount of dogs. 
I uh, I'm gonna do it one one day. I uh, maybe this year the hype will kind of get me going, and I'll eat it. See, I uh, think I think those hot dogs are disgusting. He hates the hot dogs. Really? Yeah. See, I love. I have family up there, and we always there's little hole in the wall up the road called the Dixie Pig. And uh, even before I had been to the Martinsville races, I had eaten a ton of hot dogs over there, and they're about the same. Um, so when I go to the track, I'm, I mean, that's the whole reason I go, really. I mean, I love Martinsville, but, man, those hot dogs, those are the deal breaker. Can't beat the, can't beat the dogs. Do you, ever, do you ever see yourself getting more involved in YouTube as far as, like, vlogging and making other content outside of iRacing stuff? Um, that's tough to say because I kind of try, you know, when I first started trying to take YouTube somewhat serious, I was doing all Fortnite stuff. So I've kind of been all over the, uh, the map with it. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's tough to say. I'm trying to, I don't want to give away too much of what I'm doing, but, uh, I'm, I'm going to start steering my content in a different direction. Not, it's still going to be all racing, but I, uh, I'm going to focus a little more outside of the gaming side of things here soon, I feel like. Are you going to ever do a vlog about all those stuffed animals you love to collect? <laughs> so that was actually an idea. So we were talking before y'all started recording. I, uh, I guess people watching and listening don't know. I have a gambling problem, and that gambling problem led me to a bunch of claw machines and studying claw machines. So last summer, I went on an adventure all throughout northwest Georgia and uh, won a whole dresser's worth of uh, stuffed animals. <laughs> okay, uh, so that brings me to... See, I kind of have... You know, I used to love claw machines, and I, I won a lot of stuffed animals. I, I didn't study claw machines. But I'm, like, fascinated with the new t- version, like the future version of claw machines where the key goes in the hole and you win the iPad. Yeah. Or, you know, it cuts the line or something. Have you ever won anything off of those? No, I... uh I stay away from those for whatever reason. Something about the old-fashioned stuffed animal claw machine intrigues me way more than the uh, iPad one. Because I feel like... You have a stuffed animal than an iPad. <laughs> well, not just... I have an iPad, but it's just like, for me, I know that that's all like an engineering game. Like, I know back in the day, these claw machines, like, yeah, they're rigged, and you have to know your way around them. But, like, it's not near... This thing didn't come from some lab in Japan where it's been expert... <laughs> and experts engineered it to where you won't win this iPad till they make their uh, their money. So I just try to... Uh, I, I feel like you can beat the uh, the old-fashioned ones a lot easier. Have you ever tried to stick your hand up in there? There, they, Yeah, there's probably been a couple of times that I've done something like that. Uh, I rocked the machine... Um, this is turning but, into a claw machine uh, yeah. conversation. <laughs> That's really why you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the biggest one, the the coin machines are the tempting one where it pushes all the coins over. Oh, the token. Those. Yeah, those are, I really, I just want to take off like a running back and lower my shoulder into one of them one day. Right. But apparently they have alarms. And you they do, yeah, they do, they do have alarms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, a couple months ago, I was scrolling through Twitter, and it seemed like your opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like your opinion on a lot of the, we'll call them, base-level NASCAR YouTubers who have really, I guess, ground-broke the YouTube NASCAR YouTube game. It seemed like you were a little mm, hesitant (laughs) to go along with their content, but now it seems like you've kind of come along to a few of them. Am I wrong by saying that? Is that accurate? 
Yeah, so my thing is, and I, I feel like my initial approach when I started doing strictly NASCAR content was a little wrong. Um, I came in like, <laughs> like Eminem in the late 90s just saying, <laughs> and uh, that was probably the wrong approach. Um, my biggest thing is there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, a lot of drama, I guess, or I guess drama is not even the right word. I say I'm a master wordsmith, but I'm really, um, there's a lot of negative views, uh, towards a lot of the YouTube community because of mistakes of some of the, uh, prominent figures in it. So my biggest thing is I just try to be a gap. I want to be somebody that anybody who likes racing can relate to. I just want to be like a, a relatable person that somebody could watch a video and be like, man, that's the guy I'd like to hang out with or go to the Waffle House with. Um, you know, so I have kind of come around. There's a lot of, I mean, I'm also a troll. That's the thing. So like half the time when I'm <laughs> saying shit, I'm not even serious. Like I just like, but like Darian, I still troll Darian and me and him are cool, you know, and I, I could troll Cozy and Cozy's one of my best friends. Um, only time I really feel like I've ever went too far was Maroots. Because Maruch is actually a really cool dude, and he wasn't trolling back. I was just trolling him, so it made me look like an asshole. But I, <laughs> I talked to him, and we're cool. Um, I've seen you. Uh, I've seen you troll uh, Lombard a few times. Lombard's our, our buddy. I've seen you uh, call yeah. him Deegan's husband, uh, boyfriend, yeah. mistress, uh, <laughs> all those Ooh. all those words. I, I find it funny, but it is a little more encouraging to hear that you are friends with a lot of those guys. Yeah, like if, Lombard. I, I don't know that we're really friends, but I don't have a problem with Lombard. Like, I mean. I think, I mean, the 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 fake Snapchat I made of him holding the Popeye sandwich, and it was like I showed you my chicken sandwich. You have to respond. That was funny. Anybody didn't think that was funny. I mean, he probably thought that was funny, but I don't have any problems with anybody. I'm just a troll. Like I want it back. Like I I come from a place where like if you're friends with somebody, you talk shit. Like that's just what we do. So like if somebody wants to make fun of me bad, like that's what I, I enjoy it. Like I have really thick skin, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I'm not one of those people who just dishes it out and can't take it. Like I love that back and forth stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not let person. So you start trolling <laughs> me and I have high power <laughs> that will take you down. I think, oh I yeah. Think he did. I think he did kind of troll you, you troll and, me? Did and he tweet troll at me? you when you tweeted it out the video from our stands of Ryan Newman's crash yeah, tweeted I, it and said, this isn't it. You yeah, so this ain't it. That like wasn't that. really a troll thing. Like, I was just in a, a tough spot that night because, like, my whole persona on, like, NASCAR Twitter and NASCAR YouTube is, is a character. Like, it really is. It's no secret now. Like, Travis and Moonhead are two different things. Um, but that night, there was no way I could be what I usually am, you know, because I was, like, that that messed with me really bad because you know I thought I'd just watch somebody die. So the last thing I wanted to see was a video of it. I didn't even know who it was. Like I think that was a night I got on Maroots too because he streamed right after it and really he didn't do anything wrong. It was just like I was just in such a, a weird place with that. I didn't know what to say. So if I did troll you, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to troll you, but I may have. I don't know. I don't remember it. <laughs> That's your defense. I don't yeah. remember it. Yeah. We see it. We see a pig uh, hanging above your uh, your bed. There, you're a pig owner. What moved you to get a pig? Uh, so I had uh, I had rescued a, a dog. She was in really bad shape, and she lived with me for about a year before she finally passed away. And I had always wanted a pig, and I wanted something not to replace that dog, but I wanted a pet because uh, I'm a big pet person. And somehow, some way, I just 
convinced my parents because I was 16 when I wanted started wanting a pig. And then by then, my 18th birthday was coming up, and I still lived at home. I still live at home. And uh, I was like, 18th birthday. <laughs> and my mom, uh, she was like, well, okay. And she ended up uh, letting me get a pig. So we got a pig, and he's been the greatest thing ever. So I got to ask, we've got, you know, the coronavirus going on. Um, there's a report out from from food stores that they're they're getting really strained. Two or three months from now, the country runs out of food. Are you going to have bacon at your house? No, I do enough fishing. I think I'll survive without killing Spanky. Spanky's <laughs> like a last. Spanky's so smart. He's probably plotting to kill me, to be honest. So, like, I... Uh, I don't think I want any of that. I don't want the smoke with Spanky. I, I'll stick to fishing or hunting or whatever I got to do. <laughs> who do who do you pull for nowadays? You have a driver. You just go to enjoy the event. Oh God, I uh, <laughs> I was a Larson fan. Oh, oh boy, boy. Yeah. oh boy, yeah, that didn't go too well. Um, I want to be a Blaney fan, but I I don't have a great relationship with some of the people on that team. Uh. So I'm probably going to pull for Newman, to be honest. I've always liked Newman. I love what he does with Rescue Ranch and all that. And how could you not pull for him this year? And yeah. then maybe if uh, if Larson earns the respect back, you know, and he takes a genuine uh, way back into the Cup Series and he's really genuine with how he handles things, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll be a Larson fan again. Because I don't want to be somebody who judges somebody on the worst thing. You know, I mean, obviously, if they kill somebody or something, you can judge them on that. But... He just had a lapse in judgment, you know, and obviously he has some things he needs to look at in his life um, about how easy it is for him to use that word. And I think he'll uh, I think he'll learn from it and he'll probably come back and make the most out of it. So you, you mentioned you were a Kyle Larson fan. Obviously, the big breaking news today, everybody was wondering who's going to go in that 42 car. I know a lot of people, including Mr. Bunn over here, had Ross Chastain just pegged for that 42 and uh, kind of a. Big surprise, I'd say, that Matt Kenseth coming yeah. back and is going to drive that 42 car for the remainder of the year. What are your thoughts on Kenseth hopping in that car? Good move? Yeah, awesome move. I See, personally, I've, I was expecting McMurray. I thought it would make the most sense to take somebody like McMurray, put him in that seat, let him answer the tough questions, and then let Ross finish out his Xfinity year where he has a legitimate shot at a championship and then put Ross in the car next year. Never in a million years did I think they'd get Kenseth, uh, who I thought was done or at least would. I, I Only way I saw Kenseth running in the Cup Series this year was Newman was taking over for Newman and Chastain taking over for Larson. That was the only way I saw Kenseth being in the Cup Series. Uh, when I saw the news today, I thought it was the parody Adam Stern account. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, I was looking in the, like, I was, had my phone right up in my face. I looked like an old person looking at every letter to make sure I wasn't being trolled. And I couldn't believe it. I really and, couldn't believe it. Ganassi actually went to Carl Edwards first and, and Carl took a few days to think about it. What yeah. a, that would have been even more that of a shock. Bigger bombshell. Yeah. So Connor to you, good move for Kenseth. Do you think he's going to run well? I think it's a good move. I think it's a, if you want thinking more about it, if you put Chastain in the car, Chastain is still, he's still raw. And with the schedule that we have coming up, it's going to be grueling and the whole switch over from full-time Xfinity to then new replacing Newman to then coming over to Ganassi, I think would be a little much and it'd be asking a little much for him to run consistently and, and maybe get a win. Um, but I think Chip made the right move 
if he wants his car to run consistently because um, that 42 car is a playoff contending car. And Matt Kenseth is no joke of a driver. I mean, he's 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 proved himself in every single bit of equipment he stepped in. Now, you know, he, he's been in a Ford, he's been in a Toyota, now he's in a Chevy. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do with that camp. But, um, you know, I think it was a good move by Ganassi. I think the expectations for Newman, in my mind, are just, you know, to finish and get solid finishes. I mean, Kenseth? Yeah, yeah, uh, Kenseth, excuse me, um, is just to get solid finishes, bring it home in the top 10, top 15 to start out with. I mean, he's still got to learn this package. He's never raced with this package. Um, there's a lot of things that he's going to have to learn, um, but I think it's a good move for Chip to step, to put somebody in the car who's you know a veteran, a champion, and uh, can really just help them get over the hump that the 42 car or the 42 camp is, is in right now. But I do see... Um, you know, going forward, obviously, is the big question is, you know, who takes over after this year um, in the 42 car? And to that, you would, who would you think? Well, of? first, let me say that you two are big supporters of this move. I think Kenseth is a has-been. I think he's washed <laughs> up. And I think he's not going to, he's going to be a top 20 car. I mean, you look at what he did when he filled in. I mean, he had all these huge plans when he went back to Roush to drive that six car. He was going to be like, a GM afterwards. He's going to have a huge role in the company and all so this stuff. Martin. And then that, that all just whatever, whatever happened to all that. And then he ran, he ran not very well in the car. No. I mean, you look at what happened to Jeff Gordon when he came back for Dell Jr. I mean, he did not really run that well when he came back in that 88 car. Um, I just, I think Kenseth's time has passed. And I, I, I don't think it was a, I don't think he's going to get the results that everybody seems to think he's going to get. So I'm going to be the dissenter of the group and say, <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be a good, a good fit. Well, I, I mean, I honestly kind of agree with that. I just feel like Larson wasn't running that great last year. And I mean, he didn't really show anything that great this year while I was in the car. So I think Kenseth at the very least will match that maybe do a little better. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him win, but I think that might be asking a little much for a guy who hadn't been in the car in that long. And I mean, he was already kind of on a slump. I know he won his second to last race with Gibbs, but he was on a big slump before that. So um, I don't know. I think he'll at least match what Larson was doing, though, this past year. Do you see any way, um, you know, Granite NASCAR allows that car to compete for a playoff spot? Do you see any way of. A, Kenseth getting into the playoffs, we'll say without a win, because I think a win is a little far-fetched, placing that expectations on him. So do you see Kenseth getting in the playoffs without a win, A, and B, being somewhat competitive, not just a field filler for the playoffs and finish 15th, 16th? Well, let me say that while I just argue that Kenseth is going to run horrible in the car and is not going to, he's a washed-up has-been, the flip side of that is, you know, everybody says, okay, Ross Chastain's now going to, you know, be in the 42 car next year. Kenseth could run well, and he could win a race. He could make the playoffs, and then he could turn into a Mark Martin, who then signs a two- or three-year deal Lord. to return and ends up driving for Chip Ganassi for the next couple of years, which is not good for Ross Chastain, which just like it wasn't good for Brad Keselowski when Mark Martin did that. So, you know, it's a flip of the coin, but my gut tells me he's not going to run well. Yeah, I uh, I don't I don't see him making it without a win because what he's already at a three race disadvantage, four race disadvantage, whatever it'd be uh, by the time we get back going. So I think he needs a win just to get in. Um, so I don't think we see him get in the 
Man, that's tough because I kind of said I wouldn't be surprised if he won. I don't know. Maybe he, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, right. I mean, if he wins, obviously, yeah, he'd be in. Uh, so I'm going to say no, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong. So who do you see in the 42 car going forward past 2020? I see Ross Chastain. Rumors are that Larson's sponsors, Credit One, McDonald's, you know, First Data, whoever it may be, are not too fond of Chastain, but like who's to say Chastain can't bring his own sponsors to that car. Obviously, Chip really likes him. He's has a contract with them. I mean, he's pr- Chip's pretty much loaning him to uh, Roush right now because he pretty much owns um, basically all the rights to Kyle Larson except the share that Matt Collig owns. Um, so I see him in the 42, no doubt, after this year. You tend to disagree. What do you think, Travis? I, I see. I mean, I don't see Kenseth coming back. I don't think he's got like five kids and he's made his money. I don't think he wants to go through a 36 week schedule or whatever it is. Um, so I think, I think Chip Ganassi, he's a smart enough guy and he's, he's one of those guys when he puts his mind to something, he'll do it. Um, he's overcome bigger obstacles in his only owning career. So I, uh, I definitely think Chastain will be in the car next year. What do you think? Well, I just I disagree. Well, who do you well, if you don't see Chastain in that car? Well, there's a number of free agents. I mean, there's I mean, ha, more than half the field's not even going to be under contract after this year. So you're so, talking you're talking about cup drivers now. So could you see that, like an Eric Jones? Oh, absolutely, Bell. absolutely. I also see a scenario where somebody else replaces um, Kenseth in the 42 after this year, and then. After the next year, or whenever Kurt Busch leaves, then Chastain goes in that one car. I mean, Kurt Busch is not going to drive another five years. He's going to drive another, what, two years maybe? So um, I do think that spot these sponsors are not – they don't want Ross Chastain. These are big Fortune 500 companies that want a uh, you know somebody who is already um, you know invested and has already shown – they are a winner in the cup series and that's not Ross Chastain. So that's one hurdle that he's got to have to jump over. And that's the money hurdle. And that's where all the money is. I think it's a stretch to say that he's going to come to Chip Ganassi with more money than McDonald's and credit one is giving him. So um, I think it's a, I think it's a current, uh, I think it's a current cup driver. I don't think it's uh, Ross Chastain. I don't, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know what cup driver it could be. I mean, you're a, you're a big marketing guy in terms of drivers have to be super marketable. I, Agree with that, but only to an extent because you look at, you know, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is, you know, got to where he's at based on pure driving ability and talent. He's never been the most marketable. Granted, he's had Lowe's as a sponsor for, you know, yeah. But when Jimmy Johnson started his career, was not marketing was not as huge as it is right now. Yeah, but you still got to be marketable, in my opinion, to sustain solid sponsorship like that over the amount of years that he has right. granted the championships do well, help. he became i mean he became an instant winner right and granted the championships do help but you have to you you have to be good to he was and able to and that's that's my argument for chastain chastain is a is a wheelman in my opinion so i don't think you know throwing him completely out of the question because of sponsorship is is fair to chastain because i i see him as somebody who like jimmy johnson you know, he made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I think he's a Carl Edwards. I think he's two-faced. Um, you know, <laughs> I think he, I think he's, uh, you know, he is a two-faced driver. I think he's very selfish. We saw that a lot in the truck series, making some big mistakes. So I think he'll smile to the camera, and as soon as that camera's off, that smile is going to go away. Um, 
So there's my thoughts. I don't. I but I feel well, like I agree with that. I I mean, I'm not a. I'm not a Ross Chastain fan. Like I've met him. I think he's a cool dude. Just like I think Edwards was a cool dude, but behind the wheel, he's a total dick. And I mean, in my opinion, he's no different than like Stenhouse. The same moves Stenhouse makes, you see Ross Chastain making a lot of the same moves. Now Stenhouse typically fucks up on a greater scale and collects more cars when he does. But I, I mean, I think Ross Chastain's right there in the same boat with Stenhouse. I think Stenhouse is really talented. He's just got to find a way to harness it, just like Kyle Busch when he first came into the Cup Series. You know, it took him losing his ride at Hendrick, really, for him to finally ignite his career and take off. So I think somewhere within Chastain, there's a hell of a driver, but I still think there's some polishing to do with him. I don't, I don't think he's completely ready to go out there and be a champion. Yeah, I, I can agree with that, but I do... I do have the respect. Uh, I do respect him based on the rides that he's been in and the underfunded equipment he's been in, and the ability to you know take that equipment and be somewhat competitive with it at the lower scales like the Xfinity series and and truck series. Um, you know, obviously over the past couple of years, his equipment in the truck series is upgraded and stuff. It's pretty much you know the truck he was in last year is pretty much a GMS truck. Um, but, I mean, I, I got to give it to him. When you're in equipment like that and you're not in the top equipment in those series, I mean, usually you see guys, you know, fall off. I mean, we don't really we – we never talk about, like, you know, the Greg Galdings or the Tommy <laughs> Joe Martins and stuff who are in, you know, underfunded equipment of the junior motorsports and the Joe Gibbs and stuff um, because they, they don't get up – they're not able to get up there and challenge for, uh, for wins and stuff. But, you know, in my opinion, I consistently saw Chastain – um, before he landed or I would call like up there contending at least you know trying to make you know he's and in my opinion when you're in that position you got to make bold moves oh yeah you gotta, for sure. you, you gotta prove you gotta do something different you gotta go against the grain especially in those two series where it's very cutthroat whether it, if you're in a junior motorsports ride you're good if you're Tommy Joe Martins then oh it's a it's a little sufferable but uh, um I don't know I, re- I respect him I think he has a lot of talent, yeah, but uh, you know he's still young. So I, I think he'll find a way to harness it, and you know who knows this year in Xfinity could really, uh, you know, be the proving ground for him to be uh, eligible Cup driver on a week to week basis. I mean, he did okay in the six car, in my opinion. I thought he did. I thought he did okay. I mean, he wrecked a few times, but <laughs> he wrecked. Okay, wait a minute. He wrecked a few times. There was only three races he ran yeah. in the car, and he wrecked a few times. That's three times. I mean, but when you're thrown in that situation, I can see how it's a little different. Well, see, that's the thing. I always, a lot of people think that I'm a huge Ross Chastain supporter because, once again, I'm a troll, and anytime something happens, I'm like, I tweet. Ross Chastain deserves a top-tier cup ride because that's all I ever see. So anytime he wrecks or does something stupid, I'm just like, Ross Chastain deserves a top-tier cup ride. And so many people take it serious. They think I'm a huge Ross Chastain fan. Well, we're glad you're setting the record straight. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yesterday's race from Talladega, we both watched it. I think it was the most enjoyable uh, pro invitational race to watch it was cool to see jeff gordon in it even though that he was hung in the fence um after a few laps i actually thought him and boyer were you know enjoyable to listen to usually boyer's gotten on my nerves the past few weeks what did you make of yesterday's race did you watch the race yeah i watched i uh i agree i think it was the best one um i think homestead gave it a run for its money only because it was so new and it was i mean so many guys were still figuring it out there were a lot of um funny moments but that's the thing man i don't want this being taken too seriously like 
yesterday was perfect. It wasn't a complete shit show, but they weren't taking it overly serious. I think Richmond, due to the whole Larson deal and how bad some of the other races had been, they had to take it a little more serious. Um, but I think they found the 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 perfect in between with Talladega. It was great. Yeah, I went and I watched that last lap again. I mean, that was a really great last lap. Yeah, I mean, they were right there. They were packed in. And, you know, I mean, that was a last lap that you would see in real life coming to the mm-hmm. check flag with what the 13 car spinning. And, uh, you know, and I mean, that was just, I thought it was a great lap. I just wanted Gordon to come out of the pits from his long repair and just crash the whole field <laughs> yeah. right in front of everybody and wreck everybody <laughs> like Jimmy Johnson did at Homestead. Yeah. Um, that would have that topped everything off, though. Do you. Do you like this the idea of getting rid of the double yellow line at tracks like that? I mean, we saw Byron dive way below the double yellow line to make it three wide coming to the line yesterday. Are you a fan of getting rid of that double yellow line? Um, or using yes it at no. your own discretion? Yeah, yes and no. Um, only problem is back in the day, they had grass down the back straightaway, which was its own safety hazard. But there was only so far you could go before you paid a price. Um, now the, uh, the apron's not completely smooth, so you wouldn't want to go too low. My biggest thing is I wouldn't be totally against it if they toned this package back a little bit. It's just, I'm not a big fan of the whole lag almost a second back and get a run 10 mile an hour faster like they have now. Um, I mean, that's what we saw in Daytona with Newman. Blaney pushed him by, let off the gas, fell back to Hamlin and then had a huge run. And even just trying to push him, he was going so fast, he wrecked him. Um, I think if we went back to kind of that early 2000s style where it was similar to what we have now, but kind of slowed down and the runs weren't so ungodly, um, I'd be more for it, especially through like the trial on the last lap. Even if they said out of turn four, you can use it coming to the checkered because that's what creates a lot of these horrible crashes we see is guys, they can only, they can go up to the wall and they can go all the way down to that yellow line. Just run out of room. Yeah. You run out of room eventually. And up against the wall ain't that bad because you're already wedged against the wall. But down there at the yellow line, there's still a lot of track down there. And there's a lot of time for you to get upside down and come back up the track, up into the fence or whatever. Um, so I think if they eliminated it, at least on the last half a lap, it would do a lot of things. But then if they eliminated it all together, you'd have somebody like Stenhouse or Kyle Busch even coming 210, six wide on the apron down into turn three on the last lap and wipe out the whole field. You don't want to see that either. So, I mean, it'd be kind of cool, but you don't really want to see that because uh, somebody could get hurt. So if they toned it back a little bit, I'd be more open to it. So you 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 sound like you're a fan of slowing them down a little bit on the restrictor plate tracks to prevent those type crashes and, and get, um, I guess, cleaner runs and maybe not as fast. Timothy Martin, though, after Daytona, I can't tell if you were joking or not. You said, uh, you said, raise the spoiler and speed him up. You, <laughs> oh, yeah. You think they should speed him up? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, absolutely. I, I've said, I don't know if I've tweeted it, but I, I know I've said it on streams before. At this point, with what they've got now, I'd almost rather see them do it unrestricted and just let them wheel them around there um, <laughs> and not have them packed on top of each other. You know what I mean? Just go yeah. out there and whoever has the biggest set of nuts can go out there and yeah, win. I want, to you know? see, I want to see if I want to see finishes like the 93 Daytona 500 where you had Dale Jarrett with five laps to go get around Jeff Gordon and then wheel it into the turn, get it side by side with Earnhardt coming to the white flag in the Daytona 500. Yeah. Um, I want to see fi- finishes like that. These cars are so safe now. I mean, Newman, look at Newman's crash. I mean, Newman had got hit 
in in a place that no driver has been hit since before all these rules went into since before i mean ever maybe before earnhardt was killed and everything i mean he you know they put all these rule all these safety features in these cars and he took a direct hit to the window and the roof of where he was sitting and he's going to get back in the race car when we go back racing i mean so you know these and these cars are safer than they've ever been and so i don't see the harm in 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 speeding them up a little bit but at what point are you getting Close, closer and closer and closer to the edge or well, you, to the fire, but, but, and then I something mean, bad happens. Well, I mean, bad. What's gonna happen? I, I mean, we almost lost Newman. Somebody's fine. So, I mean, the odds. Eventually, somebody's gonna die again. Racing's dangerous. You know, somebody's gonna get killed in the Cup Series before it's all said and done. Like that's just how it is. I hope I'm not watching when it happens. But like, anytime I tune into a race, and I'm sure anytime they strap into a car, they know they might not come out the other side um but with that i also don't think we should flirt with disaster too much i think we're poking a bear with you know the package we've got now just because newman survived the worst case scenario there might be a scenario we don't know about or there might be you know luckily whoever put together newman's roll cage wasn't having a bad day at the shop they had a good day at the shop whatever they, they put that put that together you know it could happen to some other driver and his roll cage guy, his wife could have just left him or something. He might not be in a good mood. He might not be focused, you know, and that cage could fail. I think, you know, sl- either unrestrict them and let them go balls to the wall out there and not in a pack or slow them down just a little bit or, or not even slow them down. Just find a way to not create these huge runs. Like I was watching the, the Oh three Talladega race. They had replay in on the NASCAR channel today. And it was a great race. They were hauling ass. Like, I mean, they were hauling ass. They weren't going as fast as we go now, but they were hauling ass. It was still dangerous, but they weren't getting these stupid runs. And I think also Daytona being repaved, that kind of messed with that too. It's a lot smoother than it used to, used to be. But just watching that race, you could see guys spending five laps setting up a pass that they were going to make. It was like a, it was a high-speed chess match. Now it's a high-speed chess match, but it's also like Russian roulette because you don't know who's going to get turned and flown up into the catch fencing and all that. So um, there's a happy medium out there somewhere. And I think they're hopefully after what we saw at Daytona, they're going to try to find it with the next gen car. Um, and hopefully everybody stays safe for these next few races and what we got now. See, I've, I've said this to Connor a number of times. <laughs> I'm not happy unless cars are landing in grandstands. Oh, okay? <laughs> so a bit of the extremist fan. Uh, one Wanting stuff like that to happen. Well, I mean, I'll I'll admit it. Like crashing is cool, but that's not why I watch. Like, if Newman would have gotten out of that car right there, I'd have been like, "That is fucking awesome!" Like that was a cool finish because it was a cool finish. Like nobody can say that wasn't a cool finish. Yeah. But at what cost? You know, you don't want anybody getting killed for a cool finish. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I. There's a lot more uh, graphic. Speak for things. yourself. Well, <laughs> I don't. I personally don't want to watch anybody go out there and die for my entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean that's just how I I feel about that. Looking forward. To, that's a normal way to think. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll <laughs> Looking forward to uh, this week's race, uh, Pro Invitational Series race. I I may add, um, at Dover. Uh, this was going to be one of the tracks with a smaller spoiler, create better racing. As we saw the racing there last year was absolutely god-awful, couldn't pass. Um, 
I don't know. I guess I think it's going to be. I think we're going to have a lot of wrecks. I think Dover is going to be a wreck race. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I think you're going to see the the typical guys be hard to beat. Garrett Smithley, William Byron. I mean, I think those guys are going to be up front. My question is like, you know, we saw at Richmond there was one lane. We saw at Bristol there was one lane around the corner. At Dover is there going to be one lane? Are we going to watch them just? Can't they just around? fix that though? Can't they add another lane? That's an eye racing so, question for Trent. Yeah. So this. They've got a new tire model on these things that is absolutely horrific. Um, it just kills the racing. And then iRacing had dynamic tracks, but because of something with this tire model, they can't do that right now. So it is one groove still. It's like it used to be with this terrible tire model. And then Dover on top of it is just a, it's not a fun track to drive on iRacing. Um, there will be a lot of shit eating out of turn two. Oh, I know. Um, There's oh, yeah. it's, out of turn two. Yeah, I mean, it is. That's a hard for somebody, and I'm not claiming to know what I'm doing on iRacing, but Cozy does. Cozy, like, you could ask Cozy, turn two at Dover is rough. Like, <laughs> so I hope these guys practice. I hope if they're going to run, I hope they put a few hours worth of practice in, or else we're going to be in for a long race. Isn't that pedestrian, like, over yeah. thing, is that coming into turn three? No, that's over turn two and three. See, I want to see yeah, a car take that out. I want to uh, see that just yeah. completely wiped out. We need to, for whatever reason, in tits, we always have people flying over the catch fence, so I need to take them to Dover and see there if, we they, go. if they're even solid, because, like, I don't know if they're ever solid. I've never gotten up there, and I've never seen anybody fly that high at Dover, so I don't know if it's solid. That might be a video idea. I might have to try to crash a car into the <laughs> bridge or something to see if I can. <laughs> well, the other thing that's come out since our podcast last week, I think, was that the fact that when we do go back racing, it looks like it could be potentially like May 17th at Darlington. Yeah. And Darlington gets two races now, yeah. which means we're not going to have a race at some track that we were originally going to have a race or a, a track is going to lose one of its races or not have a race altogether. So what what, what are your thoughts on that? I'm a big fan of Darlington getting another date. Uh, as you know, Darlington's one of my top five favorite tracks. Um, I think it'll be cool. I think going to Darlington twice, it'll kind of feel nostalgic going back there around Mother's Day weekend where they mm -hmm. usually used to go back. Um, I like it. I'm just a fan of racing getting back. I don't care if we went to Texas or Homestead. I'm just glad racing in the near future is back in talks. Um, but it makes me happier that it is at Darlington. What do you think, Travis? Yeah, I mean, I'm at this point, I don't care how they do it. I just want to see some racing. Um, you know, it sucks that some tracks are going to lose dates. Um, but I mean, we live in crazy times right now. There's a lot of shit going on. That's not fair to a lot of people. So exactly right. I don't, I don't think race tickets or, or your track not getting a date should be the biggest concern right now. I think we should just be happy with what we got. Cause there's a lot of places in the world that are doing a lot worse than we are right now. And, um, just honestly, from like just an economic standpoint, we need to get sports in general back going. Cause that, that would help a lot of people in a lot of ways. So, uh, I'm fine with whatever, however they do. It. I know baseball is looking at playing all their games in Arizona or something. I think I read and Good Lord. yeah, it was like, <laughs> just not even doing home fields or anything. And the games were going to be seven innings. I, I don't think this is official, but it was like a proposed thing. Um, and I mean, I'd be fine with anything. I think we need to find any way possible to do it safely, but do it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'd agree. I just, I just want racing back. I, I think uh, a big advocate for getting a race back at their track first is um, Texas's 
<laughs> guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, Gossage. Eddie. Yeah, Gossage. Eddie Gossage. I think. Uh, I think the the last thing I want this to do is turn into politics for tracks to be the first one to host a race yeah. track. It seems like Eddie Gossage is really pushing. Well, it looks like uh, Darlington's going to be for that. It, they want Darlington. I, I have a feeling that NASCAR wants Darlington because a it's only an hour away from Charlotte. It's doable. And uh, with places in the South, I mean, we have a friend, Dakota, who lives down there in Georgia, and he said that places were opening up this past weekend. So, mm-hmm. I mean, until they get the next surge of the virus because they're doing that and they shut everything down again. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm torn on that because, like, from the start, I would have just, I don't want to get political, but just from the start, I'd have liked to have seen it handled in a way where, like, people who, live with at-risk people or, you know, real young children, real old people and people that live with them, you know, set up programs for them to stay home, do their thing. But then people like me, I don't live with anybody that's at risk. I, you know, I could be out there working, doing whatever I could do to try to help the economy. Um, now I don't, I don't necessarily think opening up (laughs) tattoo shops and all that, like George is doing right now is the best way to go about that. But, um, because I don't, you can't social distance and get a tattoo. I don't think they have six foot needles. I hope not. It'd be kind of scary. Those, but those claw machines are germy too. So I would yeah. uh, off on playing those for a little while. Yeah, I, I mean, I've really been stay. I've been doing a lot of fishing, and just staying home and you know chilling. I, uh, I haven't really had a desire to go out as much as I wish the Waffle House was open. I understand that it's not worth me killing somebody giving them the virus they don't have takeout we have takeout at ours don't we ours completely closed because waffle house was losing a ton of money on the takeout thing so they can only there's one about 30 minutes from me that's open but i haven't even made the journey i've just been staying home yeah i hear you i guess one more question before we let you go we know you got something going on but uh what is your uh I've I've seen on your Twitter many times where you go at Door Bumper Clears podcast. What what is that you don't like about TJ Brett and Freddie Graft on the on Door Bumper Clear? Well, I mean, just some the egos, man. Every spotter I've encountered, not every spotter, but a lot of these spotters that I've encountered through sim racing or just through mutual friends. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but there's just a there's a whole nother ego with them, and it's like I get your job's important, man, but I just feel like Brett really likes to run his mouth a lot, and um, TJ's the same way. They like to run their mouth, but they wouldn't say a lot of the stuff they they, they only say what they say because they have a a platform. And they, like, I, they had Smithley on about the i racing deal, and they were talking to him like he was the greatest thing ever. But then you rewind back to Kansas last year when he did fuck up, but they were just shitting on the dude. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like just be real all the time. You know, if I if I shit on somebody. I'm not going to all of a sudden when they have some clout, I'm not going to invite them on my show and kiss their ass. And I see them do that a lot. And uh, I just, I just, I don't like the ego. Cassie boats hot. Isn't that her name? She's hot. So, I mean, I like watching. Yeah. What's her name? Casey, Cassie. It's Casey. Casey. Yeah. She's hot. So, I mean, she kind of saves the show. Yeah. I I mean, I, I, I enjoy, uh, I listen to it because I enjoy their perspectives on things. I think it's kind of unique that the spotters, you know, have a perspective because they're not really talked about as much like on the broadcast and stuff. And, you know, they're, I don't want to say they're overlooked because, you know, they're important and stuff, but, uh, I guess TJ, we were talking about this last week. Uh, my only thing with TJ is he used to, to me, used to be more genuine, but now it just seems like he defends Joey almost to a fault. Like, like, mm-hmm. 
a lot of times if you listen, a lot of the incidents Joey gets into, it's like he acts like Joey can do no wrong. Like when I'll take it back to Daytona in the in the clash when you know the whole pack was catching Joey ten mile an hour faster than them, and Joey blocked every single one of them six lanes up and down the track and crashed Kyle Busch and a bunch of other cars. TJ went on there and said, "Well, I mean, what were what were we supposed to do?" And and Brett was like, "I mean, Kyle Busch was coming up to you ten mile an hour faster. Why don't you just fall in line?" <laughs> yeah. And you were short on fuel. And he was he was like, "Well, what are we supposed to do? Let him go by and just beat us?" And they were like, "It's ten to go." Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. I think he defends them way too much to a fault. Yeah. Like annoying. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, just through sim racing, I've kind of had another look into like some of the spotters and TJ. I just I feel like he's kind of got an ego, and a lot of them talk down to people, and um, I just I don't like somebody getting an ego about them and and doing that type of stuff, and that's kind of where my I have a bad taste in my mouth towards that, so I'm not a big fan of the show. Yeah. All right, Travis, we'll, we'll let you go, but before we let you go, I want to let you have the opportunity to plug your uh, your socials and uh, where they could tune in tonight to see you guys race. Yeah, you just uh, head over to moonvision.live. Uh, that'll take you to all my live streams, uh, and then uh, you can click the videos tab and go to all my videos. I don't make too many videos, but that's going to change soon. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at it's moonhead, and Instagram is at it's moonhead tb because it's moonhead was taken and moonhead was taken. And there's some bastard on Twitter who has moonhead and he won't give it to me. But um, <laughs> yeah, it pisses. Well, he hadn't tweeted in like a long time. It's so. my account. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm willing to pay the guy. Like, I just want my app, but whatever. Follow me. Uh, please get the numbers up. I appreciate you guys letting me come on, and uh, hopefully I don't get – I don't know if y'all have any sponsors, but hopefully they don't leave after this. Uh, yeah, I doubt this podcast is going to air. <laughs> um. All right, man. We appreciate you joining us. We'll have to have you back sometime, obviously, when racing's coming back. But uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, don't have too much fun in, in the league race tonight. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. All right. So how do we – we'll just zoom into break here. Is there any way we can end this with you so we can let you go but then keep our stream – or not our stream, but the recording going? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. I haven't had yeah. used Skype in two years. What do you want So to just do? go ahead and sign off. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, thanks.